My name is Claudia. I'm a yoga teacher, earth student, writer, intuitive, health coach, and above all, a soul navigating the chaos and wonder of this human experience. I am your guide for all things spiritual, cosmic, well-being, personal development and expansion. And my purpose here and now is to use my voice to empower you to activate yours, to get to the depths of who you are and to find your light. With me, with all of us, learn to trust the process. This is where the magic happens. So it's currently 2.22. The second that I hit record, it literally changed to, not 2.22, sorry, 22.22, 10.22pm. I just finished a really calming, relaxing, full body healing, sound bath, meditation, some intention setting, really just calming down my nervous system, lighting my incense, surrounded by crystals, drinking my chamomile CBD tea and looking outside of it at the light of the half moon something I've been focusing on recently or kind of just today really that I've really brought back into my field of awareness is how my focus needs to be more on regulating my nervous system. I think in my practices the regulation of my nervous system is kind of a, it seems kind of obvious in yoga, that's a big part of yoga. It's a big part of meditation, of eating nutritious whole foods, of being in nature. But I think when those things become so habitual to you, the intention to regulate your nervous system does kind of take a back seat sometimes. And I think I especially sometimes kind of forget just how important that really is to focus on that. Because I think a lot of the time we don't reap the benefits from our practices. Even if those practices are extremely emotionally regulating, if they're healing, if they're connecting us to ourselves and the world around us, if they're calming, I think we don't really reap the full integral benefits that will heal us on a cellular level from inside our bodies that will heal our internal organs that will release disease from our bodies when we're not focusing on the fact that this is really regulating our nervous system and that's why sometimes we can feel calm we can feel like these practices are well-intentioned and we can have an extremely beautiful relationship to them but sometimes we come out of them and we do still feel that underlying tightness in our chest or we still feel that bloating that anxiety in our solar plexus and I personally think that a big part of that is taking the concentration away from the impact that these things are having on our nervous system and redirecting our intention. So we're still focusing on our personal and intimate intention, 
but really marrying that with what it is really doing for our nervous system and our whole body as a whole, as one whole moving being that is just helping us move through life. Because I think that really needs to be at the forefront of our practices because when those two intentions are married together, I think that's when you can really see the best results and that's when you can really notice the upgrades, that's when you notice your manifestations coming to you quicker, it's when you notice your energy actually elevating and your genuine energy completely shifting. So it's just a little um, sort of side note that I got from my evening practices and I'm definitely going to make that a focus alongside my other intentions, especially in my evening practices of really lowering my cortisol, of calming my nervous system, of realising that my body is working for me and then if I can bring my intention, whatever it is, into the forefront of having a regulated nervous system, then I think my body will thank me a lot for that. And in turn, I think my initial personal intention will be amplified as well. Um, But that's not what I wanted to talk about today. Today, I actually wanted to talk a bit about the elements and my relationship to the elements and the relationship that we all inherently have to the elements and what they can bring for us and what this relationship can bring for us. Um, Also, sorry if this abruptly ends. Um, My boyfriend will be coming home soon and this is a very like intimate safe space that I sort of cultivate with myself. So if he comes home, I'm going to just pause and finish the recording another time. But yeah, elements. So what are they? (laughs) Earth, air, water and fire. The elements, the idea of the elements to me are very interesting because they can seem very opposing, they can seem very contrasting, they can seem very polarising to one another. But the dance that they have and the way that they intertwine is so beautiful and it is so wholesome. And to me, that is just the perfect demonstration, the most elusive image, if ever there was one, to just show how things, concepts, elements, parts of ourselves and the world around us that seems so contrastingly different that we perceive as being on opposite ends of a spectrum, as black and white, as solid things, can actually come together in really fluid ways and can actually create a really beautiful flow can create a dance of fluidity, can intertwine, can become entangled in the web of one another. And and actually the polarising compounds of which they are made of are the things that bring life into the world, bring life into us. 
and really connecting to these polarizing parts of ourselves, especially through the elements, truly, I believe, enables us to have a much deeper, more open relationship with ourselves. We have a wider view of who we are because we're so accepting of all these different parts of ourselves. We're accepting that sometimes the fire within us might be at 90% and the water might be at 10. And sometimes we might not be able to see the air, but we're still breathing nonetheless. And this dance doesn't have to be of complete equal weight, but whatever it is in our acceptance of it, in our surrender to it, in our ability to step back and to just be in our bodies, be in our minds, be in our souls, as these things curse through our vein, course through our veins, as these things flow within us, that will create equilibrium. So for me, my relationship to the elements is very bodily. It's obviously a very spiritual thing as well, but one of the most beautiful parts of my practice in the last few months has been realizing how visceral my need to express myself on a bodily level is, how much truth there is in the idea that emotion is energy in motion. And it's up to us to contain that emotion, to allow it to remain stagnant, to allow it to build, to move from validating ourselves into victimizing ourselves, to move from surrendering into suffering and to move from feeling into forcefulness. There's a very fine line between those two things that we can cross very easily when we just sit. Because sitting in your emotions is one thing and sinking into them is something entirely different. For me, a big part of understanding myself through bodily movement was relating to the elements and understanding how I related to them before just accepting that they're all a part of me, really trying to think, how do I relate to the element of fire? How do I perceive water? When I think of air, how does that perception tie into my perception of myself? And when I'm surrounded by the earth, when I'm in contact with the earth, how am I more connected to myself in that? And I found that that connection, that inquiry never ends. And to me, that is truly a self-mastery because self-mastery to me is not perfectionism. It's not knowing absolutely everything. It's beyond the mind. Self-mastery is the constant pursuit of self-understanding, of connection to self, the opening up to yourself that is just constant, of embracing absolutely everything in and just seeing yourself laid bare with every single breath that you take, knowing that you will always have everything that you need inside of you, but there will always be more that you can learn about yourself. And this comes from a place that is already within you of deep knowing. You're not finding things out about yourself from your external sources. They might exist as aids, they might exist as a catalyst, 
and I just saw 11-11. <laughs> but those aren't the things that are going to define your relationship with yourself, even if you once perceived them to do so. So I'm going to start with fire, and I wasn't expecting to, but I think because we're on the subject of bodily movement, fire to me is fire to me is the most transcendent element that just it becomes this elixir of masculine and feminine energy of yin and yang just marred together in this ball of wilderness in this ball of sometimes it's expressed through rage sometimes it's expressed through passion sometimes it's soft but it's burning in the background and that just gave me full body chills and I saw 12-12. And fire to me is very, it can be very masculine because it's exactly that. It's fiery. It's inspired. It's motivated. It reminds me of this doing energy, this energy of getting up, of getting out there, of physically enacting and doing and expressing all of the things that might have remained dormant within us but it's also this wonderfully transcendent feminine energy because it's that suppressed and unexpressed rage that the feminine has been told to bury deep within herself and the connection to fire is our individual connection to that rage and to that anger and to that burning passion within ourselves that has been lying low and dormant for so long and witnessing it and witnessing its rise to the surface and witnessing that its rage is not wrong, it is not valid, it is not something that needs to be dulled, but it is something that is so unique to us and it is that that is going to enable us to pursue our passions to continue in this pursuit of self-inquiry and to want to see that burn light up even more not to see it and think that it needs to be to be sprayed out that it needs to be ignored and that we need to shun ourselves for having this rage within us to validate that on such a deep level and to not have a negative perception of what rage and anger is, but to be able to give ourselves permission to feel it fully through our bodies. So when we feel this visceral anger, a lot of the time, a lot of the reasons why it becomes pent up and why it ends up being released in unhealthy ways and why, amongst many reasons, that people often have anger issues and things like that is because the rage has been suppressed and we've been taught in society, often in a lot of family lives as well, if you've had a very lovely, happy and healthy upbringing, rage is something that is you're often taught that you need to suppress. But what we should be taught is that rage can be expressed in a healthy, productive and even creative way. A lot of the most beautiful art comes from moments of rage. A lot of the most... A lot of the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
a lot of a lot of activism that ends up having the most ground and that ends up being the most having the most um like wow my words are really passing through me today um act is activism that is fueled by true rage expressed in a healthy way is often the kind of activist activism that a lot of people from all different sides will get on board with as opposed to activism that's fueled by rage that's been unexpressed and that's a deeper topic but i hope that makes sense in some way it's often the kind of activism that will, that through which you will actually see the most change and that you actually will see shifts happening whether it's in the thing that you want to see happening or in yourself or in the collective energy or in the uplifting energy of people joining this thing that you're protesting for, activating for, activating for. <laughs> um, and this is why it's such a feminine thing as well, because rage to me is something that I've learned to express through dance. And when I express myself through dance, when I just allow myself to move my body and feel chills run up from the tips of my toes through the crown of my head I feel the rage literally just spurt through my physical body and it just transpires into the energy around me and it completely transmutes and I almost transcend that rage it's almost like a runner's high like even if you know when you've been running and doesn't I feel like everyone gets this like even if you're walking sometimes like you could just be doing like a a jog and if you're used to jogging for like 10 minutes you get to that stage where it's really like almost painful and you want to give up and then you just kind of transcend that but it's not like the pain or the muscular ache or anything like that went away but it's like you literally there's no other way of describing it other than the fact that you transcended that and that's what fire is to me it's just this burning this beautiful bright orange red yellow marrying of colors that shouldn't be put out because it has a deep 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 purpose inside of all of us and for me a lot of this fire is activated within the sacral chakra within this portal just what well, it's there it's just in your sacrum this portal of life force energy of source of creation of passion and if we're not connected to our fire we're not connected to that deep deeply creative energy inside of us that does literally just want that that does literally just want to create and be ourselves and for me fire is exactly that however I express that rage however I express that bright burning light it connects me so much more deeply to myself and I see myself in such a new light with such power it's as if I've had a sort of foggy mirror in front of me and I've just wiped it clean and all the fingerprints have come clean and I can stand taller, I can stand in my authenticity and nothing about me as a person, my physical, energetic appearance has changed but I'm standing in that power and I can roll my shoulders back and I can release tension from my body and I can express myself with such certainty that my expression is so valid. I was actually going to talk about air next sorry no I was actually going to talk about water next because I felt like it flowed seamlessly 
into fire, but I kind of want to go into air a bit. Um, and obviously, my higher self knew that because I missed a um, Freudian slipped and said air instead of water anyway. Um, so air for me is such an interesting element because I think it's the one that can actually be taken for granted the most because it's invisible. It's But it's I feel like it's the one that is the most surrounding. It's the one that's the most embodying. It's the one that seeps into us the most on a really unconscious and subconscious level. And thus it's the one that gives us the most healing without our even being aware of it. And I think that's why it can be quite easy to slip past it and let it slip through our minds because it's like air, it's literally doing that. It's slipping through our fingers as we speak. Cue Abba song. Um, Air is our breath and our breath is what moves us. Our breath, our breath is what has our back no matter what, that will never leave us, that will literally fight for us to be alive and that will give us everything that we need. And what I mean by that is that breathing is something that we do so naturally, it's something that we do without thinking, it's something that takes on so many different forms that can be elongated, that can be restricted, that can be held, that can be inhaled so deeply, that can be pushed out of our lungs. It's something that, in a similar way to fire, well, similarly to fire, but in a different way, shows us the height of our capacity and our capability it shows us, it's there to give us just a little insight into not only what we are capable of, but the heights that we can go to, the places that we can attain and reach beyond what we thought we could. Like, for example, I'd like to do a just a short minute or so long exercise, um, breathwork exercise right now, which is called box breath. It's pretty simple. It's where you breathe in for a count of four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. And what you often find is that you start, I find immediately with this breathing technique, you start to notice, oh my, I can exhale, I could exhale longer than four, I could inhale longer than four, I could hold on the exhale for longer than I can hold on the inhale. And one, you start to, this enables you to start to develop your own breathing practice more because then you realise what your body needs, what your breath needs, and you can adjust that accordingly. And two, you can end up going to count six, seven, eight, even nine, breathing in for nine, holding for nine, exhaling for nine, holding for nine, and continuing the box breath like that. And when you started at four, you wouldn't have thought that you could do that. Your mind would genuinely tell you, this is not possible. So we're just going to do that now quickly. Don't worry, I won't do nine. But <laughs> you just take a really deep breath in through your nose and then on your exhale, just push it out through your mouth. So twice more like that. And when you're ready... Inhale, two, three, four, hold, 
two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale, two. Hold, two. Exhale, two. Hold, two. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. And now just taking one deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth or nose. So even though that was only a couple of minutes, I don't know if you could see that even just in taking one extra breath count, counting to four instead of um, five instead of four, you notice that there might be some difficulty there, there might be some tension, there might be some challenge, but it's okay and it's in noticing that and it's in realizing the capacity that your breath is able to show you. Your breath is not showing you something that you do not already have inside of you that is not already there. Your breath isn't being that thing for you. It's just acting as the lighthouse and you're swimming to it of your own accord and you're the one that's achieving that. So that's similarly to how I view air as well. I feel like air is something so energetic. It's something that surrounds us and again it's that life force and i think this shows how the elements this is already starting to show now i know why i want i needed to do air before water shows how polarizing these things are but so how so inherently intertwined they are the life force of fire is so different to the life force of air but they are both something that gives us life and they coexist we breathe into our passion, we breathe into our fire. Air is what allows our fire to burn brighter. It's what, when you make a fire at a camp, when you're camping, you make the fire and you blow on it and just that single exhale of breath, of air, of the life force energy inside of you allows that fire in front of you to burn brighter and I think it's so interesting because I thought I could talk for ages about air but I think it's this thing that is so elusive in itself that it kind of does the talking it's just there it just is you can't see it you can't physically feel it and I think that is an amazing thing that shows how absolutely everything in this life is energy that 
you can't physically feel the air around you, but you know it's there. You know you're breathing it in. And I think I find that really powerful personally when it comes to my own manifestations and self-belief and activating my confidence and my throat chakra and really believing in myself is knowing that the energy around me is supporting me because it's keeping me alive. I'm constantly breathing it in. I'm moving my body. I'm having these conversations because I can breathe in the life that is around me. I can breathe in inspiration. The air around us is what enables us to breathe in the other elements. It's what allows us to smell the salty sea, breathe in the flow of the trees. It allows us to blow on that fire and ignite it. And in itself, it carries all of those elements. It makes the waves higher or softer. It makes the trees, can make trees fall or it can make trees just stand beautifully still. And it can give fire this perception of being so soft and just gradual or absolutely raging and wild and burning. And I think the fact that it's invisible, the fact that it exists so profoundly in this space around us, it shows us our capability because now sometimes I feel I'm in this apartment, it's kind of a studio apartment and I feel a bit boxed in, it feels a bit small. And now just talking about air, it's not even this existential thing of realizing how small I am, but all I have to do is outstretch my arms and I get chills. I have to just move my arms around me as if I'm doing the breaststroke in the air. And I literally viscerally feel myself moving this energy around me. I'm so much more aware of my capabilities. I'm so much more of the aware of the fact that just because something isn't currently happening in my life, just because I can't physically see something, that doesn't mean it's not on its way to me. That doesn't mean I'm not capable of creating it. In fact, I'm way more capable of creating it than I ever thought I could be. Because if I didn't blow on that fire, that fire wouldn't have ignited and it wouldn't be what it is without that air. So yeah, air is like, I feel that really channeled through me and is very, very powerful. Like, yeah, really powerful. Um, so next, I'm going to talk a bit about water now. Um, water, I think, is just, I think it might be my favourite element, water or earth. Water, to me, represents clearing. Water, to me, represents releasing stagnation. It represents flow, fluidity. It represents moving with ease, no matter the waves that surround you. There's this analogy that I used to say to my friend, um, Owen, and if I can remember it right, and I used to use the analogy of, I would compare surrendering, the act of surrendering to being a windsurfer. I would say, if you're a windsurfer, there's a kind of play that you have with the element of the sea around you. You're not resisting it. You're not pushing back against it because you can't push back against these gigantic waves that are coming at you, that are crashing you. And if you push back against it, 
it's just gonna make your give, pose you with so many more obstacles um, and create even more and make your experience so much more challenging than it needs to be but at the same time you don't just let go completely and just cling on to the idea of the waves and flow with them so much to such a great extent that you get carried away with them you acknowledge them you see them and you work out how you can flow with them and create this dance in yourself of not resisting and not getting carried away and clinging on and that right in the middle is that meeting point is that portal of surrender and in that moment you realize similarly again similarly to air it's not this moment of realizing how tiny you are it's this moment of realizing the grandeur around you the grandeur of the waves around you the potency and the sheer force of the waves that could literally throw you under or carry you to shore and you have no control over that but you realize your individual power in that and how if you recognize your individual power and you flow with what is being presented to you those waves are going to do their best to carry you in the way that you need to be carried and i really like that analogy because that's what water is to me it's just this surrender it's literally that it's water to me is akin to surrender it's complete lâcher prise is what you say in french like it's kind of like letting go but even more so it's just like imagine you're in a child's pose or if you want we can come into a child's pose now i've got my yoga mat out in front of me if you take your knees as wide as your mat and bring your big toes to touch and you just sink your hips back onto your heels as far as they go walk your palms forward allow your head to relax and this pose to me is one of deep 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 surrender but you might start to notice in the, in this pose like are you putting too much weight in your hands are you forcing your hands too much or can you actually just completely let go is there tension in your shoulders your shoulders kind of shrugging up to your ears a bit and that's also affecting the weight in your hands or can you just let it go can you just let your head go is there actually a point where you might even be able to sink back further onto your heels by just letting go of that weight and I just love that word, la surprise. Like, it's really hard to describe because, yeah, the equivalent would be letting go. But to me, it really is beyond that. It's really just like purely releasing everything that doesn't serve you. And I feel like we hear that so much. Like, let go of what doesn't serve you. Leave what doesn't serve you. But I think we overthink that. We overthink the idea of what doesn't serve us. There's so many things that don't serve us that we do. Every single day I do things, I follow things, I act on things that probably don't serve me. But if my intention is to surrender, if my intention is to become aware, if my intention is to just release myself of things that my body is subconsciously holding on to that are no longer mine if I'm carrying a weight of a burden that is no longer mine to hold on to if I'm just aware of that 
slowly those things can just start like leaves off of a tree and so obviously this is intertwining with earth can just start to fall off of you sometimes it's hard sometimes and i saw 444 so it's true sometimes it's hard to let go of things that don't serve us when we're attached to them in our, in our mind even if it's just minutely but and we end up creating more judgment and more hostility towards ourselves and these things but if we just have enough enough love to look at ourselves as if we're looking at ourselves in a mirror as if we're facing ourselves if we just have enough love in our hearts to look at ourselves with this awareness and go anything that is not mine will be released from me if I can just surrender into this moment. And if we can just truly embody that, place your hand on your heart right now, your left hand and your right hand over the top and say that to yourself. Repeat it. Anything that is not mine that doesn't serve me, all burdens that aren't mine to carry, all heaviness that has been weighing me down, void of my mind, they will release themselves as and when they need if I can just surrender into this present moment. And overthinking, constantly just telling ourselves, oh, I have to release what doesn't serve me. It's not gonna do it because you're not surrendering to the power of this present moment. You're not surrendering to the fact that there's a reason that you're clinging onto those things. There's a reason that you have an attachment to those things in the first place. Honoring that, accepting it, validating it, and allowing it to just take its weight off of you and you will feel so much lightness and that's what water is for me it carries me through it's the energy of it's the energy of release but it's the energy of it's just a big sigh and honestly I haven't been able to take like a full bodily sigh and deep breath in until that moment so that was very powerful and very needed. <laughs> um, also, the throat chakra is blue. And to me, the throat chakra is kind of associated with water because the way I sort of receive it as a visual download is like when you're swimming and you go quite deep and you don't realise that you've gone deep and then you start to come up, like you're swimming up, you're trying to come up for air. And if you're wearing goggles or something, or you can like feel the pressure of the water getting lighter, but you haven't come up for air yet. And you also have that, you almost have that tiny moment of panic where you're like, oh my God, I can see the, I can see the surface, but I'm not there yet. When you come up for air and you take that deep breath, your whole throat chakra just, I just got full body chills. Like your whole throat chakra just opens up and you feel like you've been reborn into a new world. You feel like you obviously haven't had a near-death experience. That would be like exaggerating just slightly. But you feel like you've come up for air and you've opened yourself up to rebirth, to so much newness. And the water has brought you up. And while there's a part of it, a part of you that felt a bit scared by it, you never resented it. You never felt it truly working against you the water was just there and 
It was aiding you when you were swimming down and is supporting you as you're swimming up. And when you take that breath of air, it still surrounds you and it's still there. And to me, that links in with fire as well, because you take that breath of air, you come out of the water and you feel so much more ready to be creative, to express yourself. And that's really beautiful in my opinion. Um, so yes, now onto earth. It's funny, I really thought I would talk about these in the other order. I honestly thought I would do earth and water and then air and fire. Um, but I find the ones that I'm most connected to are the ones that it's harder for me to think about and I get a lot more visual downloads when it comes to them. Um, so earth, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Oh, earth is just the most magical thing to me. I need to be in nature every day. I need to get my bare feet on the earth every single day. And sometimes it makes me sad that this isn't normalized because the act of getting your bare feet on the earth is so, so, so grounding and healing. Sometimes I've been in situations where my mind has just taken over and I feel very triggered and nothing really works. Moving my body, meditating, journaling, it obviously all helps to an extent, but I sometimes feel like I need to be held in a different way by this motherly, supportive figure that is just going to open up her arms to me and give me permission when I feel like I can't fully give it to myself to just sink into her embrace and surround me. And as I sink there and lie there and just be, she'll fill me with her healing medicine. And that's what earth is to me. In those moments where I lie on the grass and I take everything in, Every single thing that I need is integrated into me in ways that nothing else could give me. Um, and I find that when I go for walks in the park, in the forest, even just around town, I love to sit by trees and a lot of people do. And I always feel called to particular trees. And I never know which one it's going to be. And I could be walking for two minutes. I could get to the park and see a tree. I could be walking like for half an hour. And I just follow my intuition. I follow my calling. I'm thinking left, right. I just go. I just let my feet guide me. I trust that I'm being taken where I need to be. That I'm taking myself where I need to be. That the earth is bringing me closer and closer to the exact physical place that I need to be in. And I see a tree and I'm like, that's the one. And I sit by it and whatever comes to me, comes to me. And to me, that's a really beautiful thing about the earth as an element is that she is deeply, deeply energetically healing and spiritual, but she is so physical as well. She's so, well, she's represented in the root chakra. For me, this is like the earth is the true energetic line from your root through your crown. It's that one long energetic line of balance within your energetic and physical body. And I just saw two, two, two. 
that's why as well there's certain places on earth that are energetic portals even ones that aren't really well known for example i live in lyon in france and it's kind of like they call it the gateway to the south so it's not fully in the south definitely don't say that to french people who are actually from the south um but it's just kind of center south they call it the gateway to the south because it's so easy to travel to like everywhere really like you can get in two hours northeast south and west you can be in the mountains in switzerland and then from there you can go to other places you can like italy for example you can be in the south of France, you can be by the water in the south of France, and obviously from there you can go to Spain. You can be in a city, you can be in Paris in the north, and I feel like that's 23, 23. <laughs> that's such a beautiful thing about the earth for me, is that she marries the physical and the energetical and the energetic in such a grounding way that enables people to connect with her really easily maybe in ways that they're not able to connect with fire and water and air anyone who goes for a walk in nature who just smells the earth who just walks on sand walks with their bare feet on the earth just sits down in the grass even with their shoes still on without re realizing it they're receiving so much medicine from the roots of the earth and so the earth for me is very physical because it's grounding. It brings us back to such a deep sense of presence that nothing else can. And for me, it really reminds me that literally everything is okay. I'm exactly where I need to be. Whatever I'm facing, whatever emotions, and sometimes I can witness them and I can see that they are very heavy emotions, but they don't always need to flow through me. They don't always need to become lighter. Sometimes I can accept their heaviness. But the earth just completely takes that on for me and brings me into this space of sheer equanimity where I just feel so divinely present in what is that everything is okay and I don't need to label something as heavy or light or difficult or easy. It just is. I could feel an emotion and it'd be heavy and I could feel the exact same emotion and it'd be light, but it doesn't always need to be labeled. It doesn't, it always needs to be witnessed, but it doesn't always need to be hyper-focalized on. It can just be seen and just be. <laughs> so yeah, the earth is very, obviously very grounding, very physical, but I feel like ultimately as I said it brings you beyond lightness <laughs> in the same way that I was talking about with air with the runner's high it brings you to a place of transcendence it's not like sometimes it can bring you to a place of from heavy to light yes which is so beautiful and amazing in itself but a lot of the time we find ourselves rooted and we feel our emotions, we're on the earth, the earth is taking it in for us. And we leave, whether we've spent five minutes sitting on the grass or an hour meditating by a tree or just two minutes breathing in the air of a park nearby, whatever we've been doing when we've been in the element of the earth, 
it transcends through our whole energetic body from our root all the way up through our crown and it transcends us and it heals us in a way that honestly nothing else could in a way that the best practices that yoga meditation journaling breath work to me earth is the amalgamation of all of those things but it is the most natural form of that and to me she is the overarching figure that holds all of the other elements together she's the one that when they're fighting she calms them down she brings them back into their intention into their neutral space she's so knowing and that's so reflective when you think about trees when you think about how wise they are Next time you're on your walk, just go up to a tree, place both of your hands on that tree, maybe place your forehead against the tree and just utter maybe out loud or in your mind or just have the intention, embody the energy of that intention and ask the tree to impart its wisdom on you and it will do so. And this wisdom is so ancient and it will bring you back to your own knowing. It will bring you through the energy of your ancestors. It will bring you, these trees have been there when your ancestors were there. These trees have been there when grand events have happened, when marriages, when breakups, when birth, when death, they've been standing throughout it all. They've been this overarching witnessing presence to it all. And throughout the whole process, they have been an aura of non-judgment. And when you ask them to impart their wisdom on you, your ego melts away because you realise you're not going to be told the answer to some unsolvable mathematical equation. You're not going to know the answer to everything. You're not going to know all the most cosmic philosophical solutions come to you in one moment but you're going to be so firmly rooted because your roots and the tree's roots are just one you are the same you are exactly the same you are the earth that you walk upon you are those roots and in asking in having that humility and in seeing nature as awful to use the word in its literal sense as awe-inspiring to see its grandeur To have that humility to bow in reverence to these energies around you, but not in a way that sees it as above yourself. To have this level of reverence, of surrender, of understanding that you are a soul that chose to be here in this human experience and that in this time you're asking for the wisdom of the trees, the elements that are sharing this physical experience with you to share what they know with you, to connect their roots to yours, so you can feel so grounded, so rooted in where you are, in who you are, in everything as it is, in how you are in this moment, from your foundation. And that, just like the fire, will enable you to stand tall, to roll your shoulders back, to transcend through your crown. It will bring you back to the wisdom in yourself. It will bring you answers that 
you know, sometimes downloads come to you in funny ways. Like you, you're thinking of something and you're pondering something and then later on that thing will be shown to you in the most random of ways and you'll make that connection of like, oh wow, I remember asking this yesterday and not having a clue how I would find the answer and then somehow the answer just found me, quote unquote, coincidentally in a situation, like a synchronicity appeared to me. The thing about the earth and trees imparting their wisdom on you is you don't notice it. You're not going to have this epiphany, this moment of euphoria where you suddenly realise, oh my God, and now I know the answer to this when two days ago I didn't. It's just going to arrive in you as if you already knew it because it was already there. And that's the beauty of connection to trees and the earth. And that's why I love that element so much and feel like it truly is the carrier of all. So as you can probably hear, the shower is now going. Um, That was insane timing because I just channeled all of that so, so, so deeply. My eyes were closed. I was in a full channel and things were being shown to me so clearly through my field of vision um and I felt so light and like literally like I was in a transcendental meditation and it's literally as soon as the channel ended um, my boyfriend walked in through the door as I said that might happen at the beginning so that was just insanely divinely timed just saw 33 especially since I started recording the podcast at literally exactly 22 22 the second I pressed record it switched which is just, (laughs) I didn't even know until I did that. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that episode. That really just came to me as I was doing my sound bath meditation. Um, Let me know what you think. Let me know how you relate to the elements, if any of this resonated with you, um, what you took from this episode. And let me know your thoughts. I would love to know, yeah, how you relate to the elements and how you perceive them as intertwined and how you perceive them as polarizing and the different components of them that you also see reflected in yourself and the insights that you've had and how they've sort of been a catalyst and been there along with you throughout your journey of self-development because I think they're just one of the things that are just utterly consistent throughout our entire journey of self-mastery and (laughs) self-inquiry so thank you so much for listening this was really really a joy to record it felt really I felt really in my element recording this um so yes with that may your breath be relentless may your spirit be exalted and may your joy be contagious thank you so so much for listening and I will see you next time